Hello, my friends. This is Dan Jones with another quiet talk to share with you today. Why was David called a man after God's own heart? Is it possible for me to be a man after God's own heart like he was? Let's look at his story as recorded in the Bible. Saul was the first king of Israel. He started out well. In the beginning, he didn't seek this honor. Being the king was not on his mind at all. But God led the prophet Samuel to him, and he anointed him and told him that God had picked him out for this role. When the prophet called the people together to publicly announce who the man was God had chosen to be the king of Israel, Saul's name was called, but he didn't answer. Nobody knew where he was. As a matter of fact, he was hiding. Apparently, he wasn't that excited about being the king. When they found him and Samuel presented him before the people, the Bible says, But some worthless fellows said, How can this man save us? And they despised him and brought him no present. But he held his peace. Instead of using his brand new authority to deal with these rebels, he did nothing. He just let it go, thereby showing great humility and restraint. When God gave him a decisive victory over the Ammonites, his first military conquest, the people remembered those who criticized Saul at his coronation. They said, Who is it that said, Shall Saul reign over us? Bring the men that we may put them to death. But Saul said, Not a man shall be put to death this day. For today, the Lord has worked salvation in Israel. But as time went on, Saul demonstrated that he did have a major flaw, a lack of faith in God. He didn't trust God to deliver them from the Philistines. He didn't listen to the voice of God that came through the prophet Samuel. So God rejected him. One of the greatest requirements for one to be king over God's people Israel was faith, it seems. Saul's faith was weak at best. In announcing the tragic news to Saul, Samuel said, You have done a foolish thing. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, he would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now... Your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and appointed him ruler of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. David was that man. As we know, he did not become king immediately. It was actually a number of years before that happened, but David was God's chosen because He was a man after God's own heart. One of the ways David showed that he was a man after God's own heart is the manner in which he responded to Saul's jealousy. After this young man's great victory over the Philistine giant Goliath, the people compared him to Saul and found him to be a mightier warrior. Coming home from their victorious battle with the Philistines, Saul heard the Israelite women singing. Saul has struck down his thousands, and David his ten thousands. 
that didn't set well at all. Saul eyed David jealously from that day forward and even sought to kill him. David had to be on the run for years because of Saul's attitude towards him. Twice during these years, David had opportunity to kill Saul. Probably many of the people of Israel would have immediately joined up with him and made him their king. But David refused to do this. In David's mind, Saul was God's anointed, and only God had the right to remove him from being king. Both times that David had a chance to kill Saul, those loyal to him encouraged him to do so. The second time, David and one of his men came into Saul's camp during the night when everybody was asleep. The Bible says that a deep sleep from the Lord had fallen on Saul and his men. They came upon Saul lying on the ground with his own spear next to him. David could have thrust it through Saul into the ground, and nobody would have ever known for sure who did it. But David would not. He said, The Lord forbid that I should put out my hand against the Lord's anointed. But for me, the event in David's life that showed most clearly why he was a man after God's own heart was his response to his own sin with Bathsheba. You wouldn't think that perpetrating an act of adultery and then murder to cover it up would show you were such a godly person. But as I said, it was David's response that showed who he really was. His great psalm of repentance, Psalm 51, shows what I mean. David could have bemoaned the consequences of his sin, which were great, by the way. He could have compared himself to others who had done things just as bad, but he didn't. He said to God, For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned, and done what is evil in your sight, so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. When you look back on things in your life that you did wrong, sins, What do you think of first? Do you think of the trouble that came into your life as a result of your failures? Do you think of the reproach of other people toward yourself? Those things were not on David's mind. He said to God, against you and you alone have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight. His primary concern was not the pain his sin brought on him, or even on others that he damaged. His first concern was the pain that his sin brought to Almighty God. He realized that, first of all, his sin was against God himself. And this reality brought David pain because he was a man after God's own heart. More than being a mighty king who won many great victories, David delighted in his God. He loved God more than the acclaim of men, more than power, more than earthly pleasure. In another psalm, he wrote, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. 
It was the fact that his chief delight was in God that brought him so much pain when he was convicted of his sin. We just came through Holy Week. On Good Friday, I told my congregation that when we look at the cross, we see a reflection of our own sin. The pain and ugliness we see portrayed there is the ugliness of our sin against God and the pain it causes him. If we think, first of all, of the trouble our sin causes us, we are not people after God's heart. The regret of sin is the regret that we have sinned against him and him only, that we have wounded God, that we have driven the spikes into the hands and feet of Jesus ourselves. This was how David experienced his own sin and failure, and this is why he was a man after God's own heart. The first commandment, Jesus said, is to love God with all your heart. Let us examine our love for him, and let us repent of the fact that we so often love ourselves more than we love God. A beautiful and familiar hymn says, More love to thee, O Christ, more love to thee. Hear thou the prayer I make on bended knee. May this be our prayer today. Heavenly Father, we have all sinned against you, against you and you only. Our sin has wounded the heart of God. Our sin has brought dishonor to his name, especially when we who call ourselves Christians sin against God. We, we dishonor the name of God and we cause the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. So, Father God, I pray that you would convict us of the fact that we have wounded you, that we are guilty of the death of Jesus Christ on the cross because we have sinned against Almighty God. Break our hearts over our sin against you, Lord God, and help us to love you more. Help us to love you with a deep passion and help us to have a deep desire to bring honor to you, Lord, and not dishonor, to live holy lives that will please God. Make us people after God's own heart. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. My dear friends, we ask for your prayers, those of us at the Bread of Life Anglican Church, we are seeking to plant this congregation in Schenectady, New York, and we meet Sundays at 10 a.m. in the American Legion Hall, which is at 1809 Union Street in Schenectady. If you don't have a church home, if you live around, around that area of Schenectady, New York, we would love to meet you at 10 o'clock on Sunday. As always, you may reach me by email at Father. Dot Dan Jones at Outlook.com. God bless you.